Hey, faithful listener, welcome to season six of the Bible Explained podcast, the podcast where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and enjoy today's discussion from the book of Joshua. Well, faithful listeners, we are moving into a new chapter of Joshua, Joshua chapter three. We are going to be talking about full chapters for a while, for at least the next few chapters, because there's not really a good stopping point. As you're going to see today, the entire chapter we talk about today is all talking about the exact same theme, which is God's miracles. And did you know, I didn't actually realize this. Did you know that God parted two seas? Well, one was a river, one was a sea. He parted the Red Sea for Moses. But now we're going to talk about how God parts the Jordan River. And it's really funny because I've never caught this before. I never realized that God performed like the parting of water twice. So let's talk about the the parting of the Jordan River today. We're going to be discussing Joshua chapter 3, the entire thing, verses 1 through 17. And as I always do, I'll be reading out the W.E.B. version of the Bible this morning. But please feel free to grab the version of the Bible that you prefer to read out of. And also your cup of coffee or your cup of tea. And let's enjoy the reading of God's word together on this lovely Monday morning. Joshua got up early in the morning and they moved from Shittim and came to the Jordan, he and all the children of Israel. They camped there before they crossed over. After three days, the officers went through the middle of the camp, and they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of Yahweh your God's covenant and the Levitical priests bearing it, then leave your place and follow it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it of about 2,000 cubits by measure. Don't come closer to it, that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow Yahweh will do wonders among you. Joshua spoke to the priests, saying, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and cross over before the people. They took up the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people. Yahweh said to Joshua, Today I will begin to magnify you in the sight of all of Israel, that they may know that I was with Moses, so I will be with you. You shall command the priests who bear the Ark of the Covenant, saying, When you come to the brink of the waters of the Jordan, you shall stand still in the Jordan. Joshua said to the children of Israel, Come here and hear the words of Yahweh your God. Joshua said, By this you shall know that the living God is among you, and that he will without fail drive the Canaanite, the Hittite, the Hivite, the Perizzite, the Girgashite, the Amorite, and the Jebusite out from before you. Behold, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all of the earth passes over before you into the Jordan. Now, therefore, take 12 men out of the tribes of Israel, for every tribe a man. It shall be when the soles of the feet of the priests who bear the ark of Yahweh, the Lord of all the earth, rest in the waters of Jordan, that the waters of the Jordan will be cut off. The waters that come down from above shall stand in one heap. When the people moved from their tents to pass over the Jordan, the priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant being before the people, and when those who had bore the Ark had come to the Jordan, and the feet of the priests who bore the Ark had dipped in the edge of the water, for the Jordan overflows all its banks, all at the time of harvest. The waters which came down from above stood and rose up in one heap a great way off at Adam, the city that is beside the Zarethan, and those that went down towards the sea of the Arabah, Even the salt sea were wholly cut off. Then the people passed over near Jericho. 
The priests who bore the Ark of Yahweh's covenant stood firm on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan, and all of Israel crossed over on dry ground until all the nation had passed completely over the Jordan. I feel like this miracle often really gets overlooked. <laughs> I do remember learning about it before, but I guess in my mind, maybe it got super overlooked because I was, you know, focusing in on, you know, the Israelites and this great battle they were about to do in Jericho and, you know, what happened before this chapter with Rahab and all that. And I like totally overlooked this crazy, amazing miracle that God performs for the Israelite people. And the reason he performed it was to show the Israelites that he was there with them before they even went to battle. Notice how it's very similar to the miracle that he had performed when he took the Israelites out of Egypt. It's so similar. So starting out in verse one, it says, Joshua got up early in the morning and they moved from Shittim and came to the Jordan, he and all the children of Israel. So they move from the area of Shittim and they're finally at the Jordan River. And you remember that the promised land was beyond the Jordan River. So they were still in the wilderness on the other side of the Jordan River. And they were about to cross over so that Israel could take the land, the promised land for themselves. But they have this huge obstacle in their way, the Jordan River. Because <laughs> apparently this time of year, it says in verse 15, the Jordan River would flood overflow all of its banks all the time of harvest. So it would just flood during this time of the year. So the Israelites get to the Jordan River and they're probably looking at it and they're probably like, how in the world are all two million of us about to cross this river? So Joshua stays for three days at the banks of the Jordan River with all of the children of Israel. And it says, after three days, the officers went through the middle of the camp and they commanded the people saying, when you see the Ark of Yahweh or God's covenant, then leave your place and follow it. So the Ark was the, the cue, right, for the people to move. And if you remember what the Ark was, it was literally the resting place of the Holy Spirit. That was where the Holy Spirit lived. And the only people that were allowed to carry the Ark of the Covenant were the Levitical priests. Everybody else couldn't even come near the Ark of the Covenant because God's glory was so great. The, these uh, officers go through the, the middle of the camp of all the Israelite people and they say to them, look, when you see the Ark of the Covenant, move with it, but don't get too close. Stay 2000 cubits away. So it'd be about, according to my footnote here, 920 meters away. That doesn't help me because <laughs> I don't... Uh, I don't work with meters. I work with feet because I live in the United States. But that still seems like a lot. You weren't supposed to get too close to the Ark of the Covenant. But anyway, they say, don't come too close to it. Just follow it. And there was a very specific reason for that. Not just because the people weren't allowed to like go near the Ark of the Covenant, like they weren't allowed to touch it, but also because the Ark of the Covenant was going to lead the way for the people. Because the people are now in like unknown territory. They had traveled around the wilderness and actually they had God's spirit leading them then as well. But they had God's spirit leading them in the form of a cloud or a pillar of fire. 
depending on what time of day it was. But now God's spirit was going to be in the form of this Ark of the Covenant. And the Ark of the Covenant was supposed to lead the people the way they were supposed to go. They were about to go into a territory that they had no clue where to go. So they had to stay far away from the Ark to see which way it would go so they wouldn't get lost. So Joshua says to all the people, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow Yahweh will do wonders among you. So sanctify yourselves just means make yourselves clean, make yourselves pure, change your heart. Uh, Don't do anything out of the law that, you know, is considered to be unclean. Be good, (laughs) basically, for tomorrow Yahweh will do wonders among you. And so Joshua spoke to the priests saying, take up the Ark of the Covenant, cross over before the people. So they did take up the Ark of the Covenant and they went in front of the people. So now Yahweh starts speaking to Joshua and he says, today I will begin to magnify you in the sight of all of Israel that they may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. So this is why God performs this great miracle of crossing, or I'm sorry, of parting the Jordan River. It was specifically to show the people that he was still with them, even though Moses had died, God was still there with them, and also that he was with Joshua specifically, and Joshua was the chosen new leader of Israel. So God performs this miracle that is so similar to the one more than 40 years prior to this, where God parts the Red Sea for the people so that they can walk through on dry ground. I think that the reason God did something so similar was because these kids, this generation of Israelites had probably grown up hearing these stories of the miraculous things that God did bringing the Israelites out of Egypt, including parting the Red Sea. They probably heard all these stories. And so that's what they were thinking, you know, God was like, that he parts seas. (laughs) So that's why I think God did a a miracle so similar to the one 40 years prior to this, because that's what the Israelites, you know, that's what their picture of God was. And so he worked with that and showed them, yes, this is me. I am here. I'm going to part the Jordan River for you guys now. So God keeps talking to Joshua. He says in verse eight, you shall command the priests who bear the Ark of the Covenant and tell them when you come to the brink of the waters of the Jordan, Stand still in the Jordan. So the Levitical priests who had the Ark of the Covenant were supposed to go ahead of the people. And once they their feet like hit the shores of the, the Jordan River, they're supposed to stand still in the water. And this probably would have been a rushing river, you know, like a very tough river to cross. Not to mention, if you look at a picture, like a, a map of the Jordan River, it's a very big river. It's not just like this small little stream. So yeah, it would have been very, very difficult for 2 million people, the Israelites, to totally cross this river. It would have been very, very difficult. But the Levitical priests were supposed to lead the way and stand in the Jordan River and watch what happens next. So Joshua commands the priests to do this. And so that's what they do. They go and they stand in the Jordan River. It says in verse... uh, 14, when the people moved from their tents to pass over the Jordan, the priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant, being before the people, came to the Jordan and they had dipped their feet in the edge of the water. And so it says, all of a sudden, 
In verse 16, the waters that came down from above stood and rose up in one heap a great way off at Adam, the city that is beside Zarethan. So I can imagine the city Adam. (laughs) All the people in that city were probably like, what is happening? Oh my gosh. Can you imagine how freaked out that city must have been to see the Jordan River like piled up next to them? Because that's what happened. The water stopped flowing and all of a sudden it just like, like retracted and went into like this big giant heap. Okay. Like this huge giant wave or something. Like just imagine that. And like it said it stopped at this city called Adam or Adam. I'm not sure, but (laughs) wow. The people of that city must have been like, like scared out of their minds to see this happen. And it says also the salt sea was wholly cut off. So this miracle didn't just impact the Israelites. It impacted a whole bunch of people. Even, oh, it says even the Sea of the Arabah. I don't know what sea that is. But these seas were completely cut off from the Jordan River because of this miracle that just happened. Basically, everybody that like lived in that region in some way saw this miraculous power of God. And I can imagine that for some people, that was enough for them to like turn their hearts towards Yahweh when they saw this miraculous, crazy miracle happen. They're probably so scared and terrified that they, some people, I would guess, turn towards Yahweh, the real God, because everybody has an inkling. Even if people haven't heard specifically about God, everybody has an inkling that God is there. And that is because uh, as human beings, we were created to worship. So anyway, it says that the Levitical priests stand in the Jordan River. This miracle happens where the waters pile up in a heap. And it says dry ground appeared. Okay. And so the entire nation of Israel passed over the Jordan River near Jericho. And it says the priests who bore the Ark of God's covenant stood firm on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan and all of Israel crossed over on dry ground. So God caused this miracle, the Jordan River, to part in such a way that the Israelites had enough room to cross over without coming too close to the Ark because the Ark stood in the middle of all of the people. And remember, the people couldn't get too close to the Ark, 2000 cubits away. So the entire nation of Israel had enough room on each side to pass over, you know, to pass the ark without coming too close to it also. So that just gives you an idea of how massive this miracle really was. That two million people were able to cross over the flooded Jordan River on dry ground and the Ark of the Covenant, which stood in the middle, the people still had enough room on each side to pass on dry ground to not come too close to the ark. So that just shows you like how massive this this miracle is. But another interesting thing, though, is the fact that the ark stood in the middle of the people when the Israelites crossed the Jordan River. Once again, the ark signifies God's presence. So God purposefully told the priests to stand in the middle of all of that because he was showing the people that he was there in the middle of them while they were crossing this Jordan River. This would give the people faith. This would give the people hope 
and understanding that Joshua was their real leader and that God was still with them and about to help them fight this battle of Jericho that we're going to move into in the next couple days. Now, you might be wondering, and I've wondered this before also, why doesn't God perform miracles like this nowadays, like these crazy miracles? Well, he does. There are people that do still experience miracles to this day and experience God's presence to this day. I don't believe that God will ever change. Like if he showed miracles back in these days, he will show them nowadays. But I think miracles definitely require an amount of faith on our part. And maybe that's why we don't see miracles as often. But also we're blessed in a way if we don't see miracles and still believe that God exists. I mean, Jesus even says that directly. He says, blessed are those who don't see and believe. Like we're, we're especially blessed when we don't see these kinds of miracles and believe anyway. One way or the other, it still takes faith. It's just faith. And God was spurring this faith in the Israelite people to show them that he was in fact there for them. And God does the same thing for you and he does the same thing for me. He's always pulling us closer to him. He wants us to have faith. And that's really the moral of the story. Faithful listeners, I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, please share it on your social media platforms. And also go over to the YouTube channel because I uh, finished the interviews with my sister and my brother-in-law about their escape from the IFB denomination which was a really interesting discussion that I had over there on the the YouTube page. So check that out. That is all linked in the description of the podcast episode. But friends and faithful listeners, I just hope that you have a wonderful rest of your Monday and I will see you tomorrow for an episode out of John. Happy listening and God bless. (music) 